This program is sponsored by Unidos US and Comcast. It's recorded in our studios located in Hollywood, Florida, USA. Hi everybody. Welcome to our second podcast. Hi Magali, how are you today? Hello Raisa, how is everything going with you? Perfect. Well, you know what? Last week we were starting our first podcast and we were speaking about the reasons why people want to become an American citizen. So you were giving us the feedback about the sense of belonging into this wonderful country. But today we are going to be speaking about a very interesting question that is pretty much related to the process. How to become an American citizen? Okay, but let's see what means naturalization. Naturalization is the process by which person who were not born in the United States become a part of this great country, United States of America. It means, Raisa, that in order to become an American citizen, you have to be eligible. And there are some eligibility requirements, basics, that are very important in order to fulfill the uh, Naturalization Act, which entitles people to give you citizenship, the law to give you, to give you citizenship. Yes, you have to be legal permanent resident before to apply for citizenship. I'm using this word apply because if you're permanent resident, even for 35 years, you're still not citizen by time. You have to apply to become a citizen of this country. And there is a big detail here, Raisa, that you mentioned. Legal permanent residency is the only pathway to become an American citizen. If you are not legal permanent resident, you cannot become an American citizen. So this is a very important requirement that is giving you a sense of timing as well because the law says that legal permanent residents, they must be at least five years as a legal permanent resident or three years if you're married and living with the same American citizen in order to file for citizenship. You answer question, Magali, of many, many legal permanent residents. They are asking, how long I have to wait to apply for my citizenship? Five, if you're legal permanent resident, like regular way, or three years if you married and still with your person, citizen of the United States. Yeah, Raisa. Uh, we had a lot of inquiries, a lot of people that comes to our office and sometimes they are not living anymore with this American citizen and yet still they're married, but they want to file for citizenship. And basically we have to fulfill the eligibility requirements with the truth because at the end, everything falls into the truth. So if not, I'm not living with the same American citizen, then I lose the benefit and I have to wait for five years. So I would say that um, 
when you complete the application, uh, the N400 application for naturalization, we have to be absolutely clear in order to understand if we can go or not for citizenship. Magali, you've been talking about who is eligible to apply for citizenship. But I remember you always mentioned that citizenship not for everybody. Who is not eligible if citizenship not for everybody? That is my right. That is my benefits. That is my um, wish to become a citizen of the United States if I'm permanent resident. How this not for everybody? I agree with you, Raisa. And I, I think that's the reason why we have to look for good advice. Because sometimes we found people who are practicing immigration law and they don't know about it. And so when you are not uh, and when you are misguided. So then there is a problem for you in your process. So then if I am not living with the same American citizen, let's agree that you cannot file the petition for the three years. That is something that is very specific. But the other requirement, Raisa, is that you must be at least 18 years old. Or older, right? If I'm 35, I can apply. But younger, they can be citizen by parents or uh, by some brother or sister by your family. Okay, 18 years old or older. Next eligibility moment, you have made a home in the United States for at least five years, and you have lived in your state for at least for three months. Well, I would say that it is a little bit complicated when we speak about it like that, Raisa. The fact is that you, as a legal permanent resident, your, your home is America. So sometimes we have legal permanent residents that are traveling back and forth, and those that are traveling so much. So then, for sure, there is an issue because of the time that we spend outside of the United States. So we will be speaking about that when we checked uh, the Part 8 of the N-400 application and we infer about the time outside of the United States. But yeah, I think it's important to be clear that we have to demonstrate to the United States Citizenship and Immigration Services that we live in the United States and not somewhere else. So um, many of the cases of people that come to our office like, oh, Magali, please, I need your help because um, I've been traveling a lot. I have my family. I have my father. I have my spouse. Uh, those are situations, but remember that during our last podcast, we were speaking about rights and responsibilities. And when we accepted the green card, then we said yes to those rights and those responsibilities. And what period of time measure my residency here in the United States? If I'm permanent resident for 10 years, I have to report my 10 years of traveling history. 
Well, the M400 application is very clear about the last five years of activities. And basically, most of the application is uh, requesting you to report uh, the places where you have resided or the work during the past five years. That's another um, information that we need to provide when you have been traveling outside of the United States for the past five years. So about the time in and outside of the United States, thousands of questions, Raisa, many, many questions. And it's not a topic that is very simple to explain. But I will say that uh, when we go over the chapter of travel outside of the United States, we will be able to answer to your questions because um, there is a lot of things that happens around our trips outside of the country. Yeah, that is problem of many, many permanent residents. They don't know. They have to have limit of traveling history. They cannot spend as much as they want outside of the United States because they are permanent resident. They have to prove an immigration. This is the country of their permanent residence. They living here and not somewhere yeah. else. And I will say, Raisa, when, when you overpass your time limits, the question mark is that did you abandon your legal permanent residency? Are you living in the United States? Sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes I have a green card, but I don't know what to do with my green card. But I don't say that those are the majority of the examples. Yet, if that happens, that is a big question if you want to go for citizenship. It is important, again, that you receive legal advice because it is a very sensitive topic. And especially during the interview, the officers are very likely looking at situations like people who likes to spend too much time outside of the country. So where do you really live? That is a question that is very valid especially when you hold a green card. Yes, Magali. Many of our clients, they apply by themselves to immigration and 400. They fill out by themselves. They don't know how to count their, their time outside of the United States. When they go for interview, they find surprise. They pass the limit of time. There may be application not acceptable. They have to deny their application. That is a very sad story. If you don't look for help, if you don't look for somebody professional and fill out your application correctly. One of the topics that calls our attention, Rice, especially when we deliver our service, when we teach our citizenship classes, is the, um, the English proficiency. So English became one of the most important factors when you go for the interview. What do you think about that, Raisa? That is the most important part and most difficult part. When we decide to come to this United, to this country, to the United States, nobody told us that is going to be easy and simple to learn English. And many of our clients, they're looking for excuse to take the interview in their own languages. But there is some special condition. You don't have to wait for 15 years to have your interview in your own language. You have to learn English, not just to pass your interview, to be a successful person in this country, to communicate it with your 
young generations, because they're not going to speak Spanish or your language, they're going to speak English. And you have to learn English. You cannot learn English at home. You have to go to school. This is the best way. And of course, you have to watch TV and English. That is very huge help too. You have to use always to learn English as soon as you can because five years is flying. When you go to your interview and you don't speak enough English, that is the problem for you to become a citizen of the United States. Yeah, but I don't have time to learn English. I need to work. Yes, that is our problem. We have to work. We have to help our family here and even family what we left in our original country. But we knew this is going to be hard. It's not easy. As fast as you learn English, your life become easier because you can find better job. You can have a, a better salary. We have to do that. We don't have other way. English not easy for anybody. Not easy. Even if you speak English, was not easy to learn. And we have to learn no other way. As I said, not just for interview, for your life and this country. During our classes, Raisa, we speak about how important it is to obey commands. Commands in regards to listening in regards to writing, in regards to any kind of um, order that the officer gives you is a hint about how you understand English. So that's preparation, Raisa. And, 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 and just think, Raisa, during all these years, how much we learn about our mistakes. Because we know that we don't expose ourselves to the English world just because we are totally immersed in our work and our family time. And if I have an environment where I don't speak but Portuguese or I'm just speaking Italian and probably in Spanish or Russian, so chances for me to get related to the world are very low. So this assimilation process became a problem because you are not integrating. And that is a very interesting topic that immigration is bringing through these um, grants that are being given through all these years to help people to assimilate and to understand the country they are living now. Yes, Magali, you just said that we make mistakes and we learn by our mistakes. That is the correct. You can make mistakes. But learn from your mistake. Learn English, not just speak English. You have to read and you have to write English. Not just speak, not just understand. Okay, that is mandatory. You have to prove during your interview, you can read and write in English. If you don't read and write in English, you are not eligible to be citizen of the United States. That is mandatory. So therefore, Raisa, this assimilation process, because of the English, allow us to understand about a very cute topic, which is history of the United States. Learning about the past history of this greatest country is just a joy. Um, we understand 
all the chapters through which the civic questions are basically divided. And so we need to understand the period of colony, the 1700s, the 1800s, the 1900s, and the world that we live today. So we will be reviewing those civics questions in our citizenship podcast because we want to enjoy giving you this review about the American history and about um, government as well as civics and geography. You just said, Magali, review. I would say we teach you about American history. Many of our students, after they learn about American history during our class, they said we never wouldn't even imagine all this happened here in the United States. Civil War, Independence War, many people died, was starvation period of Great Depression. They couldn't even imagine this great country passed by all that very, very difficult moment. More you learn about American history or history about this country, more you fall in love of this country, of this nation, how brave they are, and how they keep uh, their democracy and independence so strong because cost them very much, much blood, many lives. You will love it too. In the development of the M400 application, we will be reviewing the different chapters, of course, of the application. But then there is one that calls the attention uh, in our teaching moment, right, about the good moral and character. We are going to be developing um, in our future pod podcast the reason why immigration is looking for people with good moral and character. What does what 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 does it mean, Raisa? What is this about uh, good moral and character? But I just leave it like that because still we are very short on time now, and so I would say that the last uh, part that in order to become American citizen is that we have to take the oath of allegiance. Yes, Magali. This is the country of law, and you have to obey that law. Doesn't matter what country you came, doesn't matter what is your color, your education, your beauty, it's nothing to do with the law. We are equal under the law. It's nobody above the law, and we have to obey the law. We have to be good people. We have to have good moral and character to become a citizen of this country and you have to prove this during your interview you are that kind of the person this good moral and character and you're going to be good citizen in this country you're going to be good person in this country and you're going to be good educator of your future generation because ed ed education starts at home in the family so then, Raisa, the Oath of Allegiance will be a special chapter of our podcast. We will be giving um, some of the explanations about the Oath of Allegiance, basically words that are very complicated when we don't speak English, um, sometimes are very hard to even pronounce. But for now... I'm in depth, Raisa, because we haven't answered the question that we open our podcast today. 
we were supposed to speak about how to become a naturalized citizen. And we were taking our time tonight only speaking about the eligibility of beco for becoming an American citizen. But we will promise in our net next uh, podcast, we will be touching the most important question that people is asking us. What and how the process goes. Yeah, it's very important process and a lot of to talk about because you have to understand and you have to follow this process. Maybe your time telling, yes, you are eligible, but maybe you are not ready to become a citizen of the United States because too much responsibility, too many obligations, and you look only for benefits. Yes, many benefits too, but biggest your responsibility, biggest your obligations as a citizen of this country. Okay, we are waiting for your questions for next podcast. But we finished to talk about this topic in our next post podcast. I see you soon, guys. Bye-bye.